everyone. Welcome back to Moms versus Aunts. It's it's my favorite time of week. It's my favorite time to drink with my bestie. I'm Kiki Monique. You might know me as the talk of shame. Got my bestie here, Vanessa. Hey, y'all. It's Vanessa, the hostess <laughs> next door. <laughs> we love to, uh, you know, meet once a week, have some uh, cocktails together, catch up on everything that's happening in our worlds and in and your worlds too. And, it, you know, I, I'm actually, it's like getting really warm now, you know, and I am starting to just get excited about being able to travel again. And, um, I, you know, I went on my first road trip this weekend and it was like I the first time that. I got to go somewhere and it, it was interesting. It was interesting. I'm excited to talk about that. So we're going to talk about vacation because the world is opening up. And vacation like life looks a lot different than what it did two years ago. Right. And uh, so I'm excited to talk about that. Of course, uh, you know, we always have the hustle of the week because, you know, in order to f- afford these vacations, we need that dough. We need those side hustles. So Vanessa's going to bring us the hustle of the week. And then we always have, of course, the cool down. We're just going to uh, share a crazy story that uh, maybe <laughs> you haven't heard about. I um, love your but... cool downs, by the way. <laughs> Well, I love your drinks. So what are we going to be sipping on uh, today? Yes. All right. So I was thinking about that we're going to be talking about what does vacation look like post pandemic and vacation made me think of vacation drinks. Um, Me and you are really damn good at laying by somebody's beach or pool and having someone bring us drinks. We're super, super good at it. And um, we always order the most tropical things. Like, I think we think we're in a movie sometimes. So if we're not ordering a pina colada, we are ordering a daiquiri. And I wanted to teach everyone how to make a daiquiri. So this is not a daiquiri that's like senor frog slushy machine daiquiri. Like the actual daiquiri was it created in 1898. And it's a drink that um, we received from the beautiful people of Cuba. So it is only three ingredients, actually, and it is not slushy. And it's great. It's just, it's so good. It goes down so easy and you can drink about three or four of them in a row. So you're going to- so many people think of daiquiris, they automatically think of, yeah, that frozen machine that pours Mm -mm. out in like a little slurpy fashion. Yeah, that's actually like not, I think, I think what happened was the real daiquiri evolved into a frozen daiquiri and then, Mm. you know, like everything Americans, we just got to take it all the way there. (laughs) All of a sudden is a million flavors and there's floaters on top and we just, we can't, we always got to do everything like so extra, but an actual daiquiri. So you're going to start with two ounces of rum. Um, Any rum works Technically, it's supposed to be light rum, like a white rum, but whatever, you know, use whatever kind of rum you like. One ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice. That's like got to be fresh. (laughs) We've had conversations about the janky lime juice. And then you're going to use three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. And if you can make your simple syrup with um, like sugar in the raw, you know, like that sugar in the raw kind of sugar, turbinado Mm -hmm. or... um, 
Demerara, like either one of those kind of sugars, it's actually a little bit more authentic and tastier, but whatever. If you have regular simple syrup, that's cool. Anyways, shake the whole thing in a cocktail shaker with ice, really, really cold. Strain it into a coupe glass. It's served up. And if you feel very fancy, you can garnish with like a lime twist. But that is your daiquiri. And it is so good because that rum, after you've had a couple of them, start feeling yourself. It is so tasty. And I think the fresh lime, it's just a very balanced drink. Not too sweet, not too tart. It kind of just has everything. I love it. It sounds very similar to the skinny margarita. You just swipe, swap out the tequila for rum, it sounds like. Um, yeah, super similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say super similar. The um the skinny margarita had that let let le, what is it? Um orange liqueur, the Cointreau okay. or the Grand Marnier because we made our Cadillac. If ours you want to make it the Cadillac, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, definitely definitely similar. Okay. Definitely so, similar. yeah, if you like if you like a skinny marg, but maybe you like rum more than the daiquiri. Yeah. I promise not friend. to make a gimlet next week, which is also similar, but with like <laughs> vodka or gin. Um, clearly, we like booze with very fresh lime juice shaken cold over ice. Well, I feel like, yeah, for me, like summer begins when I have that first pina colada. Like I, I do need that frozen, like even though I will eventually, you know, switch over to just like, you know, over ice drinks. I feel like the minute I hit that, you know, lounge chair, I just want that like delicious pina colada. And then I can immediately be like, I am on vacation. I I, I love it. So wait, but, tell me, um, you know, I saw so the pictures because... from your, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to tell you because like that was like, it was so interesting, you know, because, you know, I normally travel pretty often, you know, because again, life of an auntie, the only thing holding me back are my cats and I have sitters for that. (laughs) But like, I'm normally, I feel like before everything, I was on a plane at least once a month, even if it was like for work or whatever, I was going somewhere. And so, you know, just sitting here has been, you don't realize it, right? It's the same every day. And so- uh, this road trip, it was really for a birthday party, which was a rescheduling of a birthday party because the original birthday party had gotten canceled. So mm. it's, uh, you know, it was in Palm Springs or close to Palm Springs um, in the desert. You know, I love the desert and I love <laughs> just driving through the desert. And so it was at this really cute, you know, resort place. And, you know, it was just, you're secluded. We had, we basically had the place to ourselves. You know, we had rented out the whole place ourselves. It's like just a small little resort. You know, it sits on hot springs. And so it's all outdoors, really. You know, you only go to your room to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So essentially the whole time you're just like at one of the many spring pools. And so that was super awesome. It was the first time I had not touched my phone for like, really for two days. Like I wasn't on social oh, wow. media. I didn't even open my laptop. I mean, I brought my laptop expecting to do maybe a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Didn't even crack open the laptop. It was so nice. And what was interesting was, you know, when I got back, um, me and our friend who we tra- you know, the, who I traveled with, we were both like so like on that Monday. You know, Mondays are already hard anyways, but we were <laughs> especially really just like feeling low and you know we were trying to figure out why and I said legitimately I think what happened was our serotonin levels had risen so high because we had just Mm -hmm. been not on vacation in so long they had gotten to heights they had not seen in two years (laughs) and so when all of that depleted once we got back 
it just hit us harder than like a normal, you know, Sunday yeah. to Monday return, right? Like you always have Monday yeah. blues, but this felt extra. Like I was not in the mood and I was like, wow, this is why you have to sort of like, uh-huh. it's important to keep, you know, the activities yep. going. Post vacation blues, you wished you were still there. Reality started to set back in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you, how long were you there for? Three days? It was basically like a long weekend. It was like leave early Friday, you know, Friday, Saturday, come back, you know, Sunday afternoon. So, you know, you have time to sort of like decompress and like do the Mm -hmm. Sunday scaries at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the Sunday scaries got transferred over to Monday scaries. (laughs) But yeah, just like a long weekend, but it was nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. I've been thinking too about like road tripping seems almost like the easiest way to travel because you you know you're in your own car like I like the idea like you're you know you just drove out to the desert like rather than trying to do the whole airport thing because I mean you still have to mask up and all of that and I have this idea I think a lot of people especially if you have kids are going to be trying to figure out how to do summer vacations like more local or at least domestic travel. Like I, I'm wondering if people are going to be traveling internationally as much. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I know that like that news came out recently that the EU was going to open up their borders to vaccinated uh, citizens, um, U.S. citizens specifically, because, you know, they were like keeping <laughs> us out for a while. So they were opening their borders and there are like, you know, some countries that say they will allow, you know, vaccinated U.S. citizens. But what's crazy is that, you know, my neighbor, I was just talking to him the other day, you know, he has to fly just uh, from California and he has to go to New Orleans for like a bachelorette party. And then he has to go to his parents' house that was like close by. And then he has to fly back. And, you know, I've normally done like a multi-leg trip, you know, even cross country. And and I've never probably paid more than like, you know, maybe $700. He got everything one way, $1,000. One way. $1,000. And that really sort of was like, wow, what is this? Is this also? Because this will definitely limit my vacation life as well. If the airline (laughs) prices are out of control... Yeah. Uh, then I will definitely be doing way more road trips. Yeah. It's kind of like, what the hell? Because, you know, the airlines got a huge bailout. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they struggled as much as some other industries did. I feel like they were bailed out first. And I did see something in the news that like travel, air, air travel specifically, the prices have spiked very high in the last four to six weeks. And it's just kind of like, come on, guys, like we all need to get out and don't do that to us. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you definitely, you got the bailouts and who didn't get the bailouts are these cities that rely on tourists. So if anything, right. you should be making a deal with these cities to help bring people in so that we can like get the economy, like, you know, jump started again. Like don't prohibit us because yeah, we'll just, you know. I'm interested with this EU thing because like, yeah, like, okay, they're going to let us go travel freely through Europe if we're vaccinated. But then like, what is going on in the individual countries? Like, do am I going to go to Italy, but then I'm going to go to Italy and like everything's still closed? Like, what is your, I think I'm, I'm curious to know like how up and running, how open 
are the countries, if you do get a chance to go visit Greece or if you go to Paris or wherever, like, are you still going to get to do all the things you normally would have? Are you going to go to the Louvre? Are you going to go to wherever? Or is everything still kind of closed? Does it make sense to travel to Europe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, I didn't go up into the Eiffel Tower like the one time I went to Paris, but I know our friend did. And I remember she sending a video of like inside of like the elevator. I don't know how big that elevator is, but it's like, yeah, like, are you allowed to like let multiple people? If so, like the line to get in the elevator would be super long while people waiting to get up. Um, you know, museums. I mean, I, I actually did go to some museums in upstate New York during like the tail, not the tail end, we're still in it, but like mm-hmm. after like, you know, a year um, and they were open and, you know, you had to wear mask and I think they, they were ticketed time. So I think everything, here's the thing. I love a lot of the protocol that has been set up uh, with, you know, COVID mm-hmm. because I don't like crowds. You know me, you know me forever. <laughs> I don't like crowds. That's why I don't like to go to like huge music festivals anymore. But like the idea of like, oh, I get a, t- a certain time to go. And you and mm-hmm. I don't have to like perfect. I'm I'm all about that life. I think it's all about that. Everything will right. be more regulated in terms of that, which I'm I'm cool with. I I am too. I mean, what's so funny is that the EU the the <laughs> here's the fine print. Americans traveling through the EU that are fully vaccinated are allowed to travel freely, and they also said unvaccinated people from certain countries, the ones who know how to act like Australia, are also allowed to travel freely through Europe. So they're going to be like maybe a little bit shady towards us, as they should, because they're going to be like, oh, these Americans. I mean, they'll know that we're fully vaccinated if we're there. But I can just imagine them being like, y'all did not have your shit together. And maybe not everybody being so nice when you get there. Like certain countries already are shitty with Americans, but we didn't handle our shit really well. And I can see them being like, uh, yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I love the way, yeah, like the news talks around like <laughs> certain countries because they we know we're ta- they're talking about us because <laughs> we're like <laughs> we were the only ones really acting a fool, and acting so they're just fool. like, well, certain individuals from certain countries. And I'm like, just say it. It's us. We are the rebel children who like nobody wants like just send us away yeah. because like we, like, were, we totally. were terrible i mean i was did you see that picture <laughs> um you know uh madison square garden had their first like you know knicks game the other oh night. yeah and there was that picture that had got, been going around where the section of the vaccinated people was like full and it looked like you know a basketball <laughs> game again and then they had the section with like the non-vaccinated people and you know it was like socially distanced and they're all sort of just like by themselves and at the first i like, was like just kind of laughing because I was like, okay, I guess like if that's the life you choose, like you live on your island and that's where you live. But then I was like, wait, I don't like crowds. Wait, maybe I have to start lying and saying I'm not vaccinated so I can still Yeah, be so you can go distanced. be in the socially distanced, but then you have to wear a mask. You're that's like, the downside. Oh, like you still gotta wear a downside. mask. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. don't want to have to wear a mask, but you want everybody to back the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like get away. Give me my get space. away from me though. I mean, here's the thing. I will say that, you know, if possible, I kind of feel like I should travel domestically for the next like little while. And my reason is that like, I'm a small business owner and like, I would rather spend my dollars on like, you know, other people who have businesses that support the travel industry. Like there's all these like 
new, like, you know, I'm into like the new green book where you get to support like other black owned businesses all over the country if you're traveling by car. So, I mean, there's a part of me that would love to, I can't wait to start traveling internationally again. But there's another part of me that's like, it's fine. It'll be there. Let me wait for everything to settle down. There's plenty of places and sites right here in, in the US of A that I can travel to and also like support other businesses, you know, that work in service because people, I mean, it's, it's, it's coming back, but it's still like here in New York, we, people cannot find like restaurant staff. Like it's been really crazy. It's not opening up as quickly and as um, successfully as, you know, people would have you believe. So right now I'd rather put my dollars into local businesses if I can. That's just me. No, that makes total sense. And, you know, like I've always had the dream of doing like cross country road trips. And, you know, this is really an excuse to get to do that. I don't know if I'll do cross country right now, but I will do now that I have a car again, like, why not? Like, I've always wanted to drive up to Oregon or Washington mm-hmm. and, like, see those, you know, states and it's, you know, beautiful West. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be a good excuse to do that. And, yeah, I agree. Like, being able to just, like, give back to, like, the hospitality right. industry that was so decimated. I mean, what was crazy was when, uh, you know, our friend, we were on that group chat, she had sent, um, you know, she's all into real estate. She's always, like, specking real estate looking at real estate she'd love oh, our friend estate, that so she, owns like four houses yeah you know she's like one of the the amazing ones i just like i, I never get people who I, I i envy those people who know how to do that stuff but you know she had said that you know i think specifically like in the northeast where a lot of people you know live in the city they have like these small apartments and then they have like a vacation home and the Mm -hmm. vacation home they don't use most of the year but now they've been using the vacation home for the last two years Mm -hmm. because they're like i don't want to be in my cramped small apartment and so Mm -hmm. she was saying how the inventory was super low for second home and rentals Mm. um you know because you know in the midst of everything when I would go on Airbnb, I could find like so many cheap rentals. It was awesome. Like you could kind of experience like living in a bunch of places because people were like just looking for income. But now mm-hmm. that they've kind of made those second homes or residences in the Northeast, at least it's like harder to find vacation rentals, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting too, because now you have to get even more creative about where, you know, where you're yeah. going to stay. Um, cause I like staying in like quirky places. I love a hotel though. I will admit like room service and all <laughs> that, like, but also room service doesn't even exist in the same form. Like, I don't know if you've been to a hotel recently. Room service is like, no, they're like, uh, you can come down, you can pick up. Like I had, there was a bar in the front desk. They were like, you can come pick it up and then, you know, we'll charge you at the front desk and you bring it back to your room. There's no like bringing oh, food to no your rooms, room. There's no room service? No, because it's like, they're going to avoid con- contact. Now, Maybe that's, oh. again, increasing. But at the time I was staying in hotels, room service did not exist. Which, oh, you know, yeah, because everything's contactless. Yeah. So, wow. um, so yeah, I do it- remember flying and um, and like, you know, I they the drinks were like only wine with like a screw top or or like a soft drink with like a, you know, in a can. And then even the food was all prepackaged and wrapped in plastic and you know all of that so no you're not getting real food you're not getting you know a mixed drink so I guess yeah hotels aren't ready to do that yet either 
which is yeah, another reason why like airlines keep keep it down you're still going <laughs> to keep those prepackaged <laughs> options and hand me my little water bottle so stop mm-hmm. acting like you're spending money on all this stuff stop mm-hmm. it it's like so you're true. not increasing your cleaning you should have been cleaning to that level already <laughs> so stop it <laughs> yeah they they are they are like not even double dipping they're like triple dipping they make me so uh uh and i don't have like um i'm so bad i don't even have like a rewards program so i'm like i'm partial to a couple airlines but like I'm also just kind of like whatever sometimes. I mean, there's ones I will never fly. I'm not flying on Spirit or the other one, Frontier. Like, nah, it's not happening. But like, you know, I'm usually just trying to figure out a good rate. And it drives me bananas that once your kid is two years old, that that is a full fair seat. Like, so if I want to travel by plane with my kids, I have to buy three full fair round trip tickets to go oh anywhere. My. It, yeah, it's such a oh, game changer. That's that why, is. I mean, but like legit, it feels like when we were growing up, like my parents, I think we went on trips where we went like by airplane very rarely. I might be able to count, it might've been two or three trips. And it was literally cause we were going to like, once we went to Haiti, can't drive there. Um, Mm -hmm. but we drove one time, my, my aunt lived in my aunt that I love that I was telling you about, who was very glamorous and had no kids. She lived in Montreal, which I also thought was so cool. She lived in Mm -hmm. Montreal and she spoke French and she worked for a translation company for 35 (laughs) years. But, um, it's all like the callback is crazy. But, um, but we were living in Chicago at the time. And yeah, my parents were like, we're going to Canada. And we drove from Chicago to Montreal. It's like an 18 hour drive with two kids in the back. Like it takes like, are we there yet to such another level? Like I would never do that. But I get why like, you know, parents opt for road trips. Once you have like more than one kid, that's just mad expensive. Like nobody's yeah. doing that. Nobody's so doing that. You expensive. start being like, what, where can I go? That's five hours or less by car. Like where, where can I go? Where can I go? My mom like hated to fly. So I, I, I didn't get on my first flight till I was like 21. And it was to visit you when you lived in oh, Atlanta. Yeah. That was my first plane ride um, <laughs> I ever took. So like growing up, that was my life was like vacation. Are we there? Let, are we there yet? You know, we spent a lot of time going to like South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was like a, a like a whole, you know, if we went through the night, maybe an eight hour drive, but, you know, you know, stopping maybe 10. Um, the longest, though, and it was the final straw was uh, to Florida <laughs> to go to a Disney yes. World. And that oh, was no. the final straw. I said, absolutely not. I am never doing this again in the minivan with no. Mm-mm. Do they mm-hmm. still have? We did Florida once too, and that's like definitely some old bullshit. When you live in the Northeast anywhere, or even Virginia, you know where we grew up. Do you remember driving to Florida and they had those like south of the border signs? Oh, south of the border those? is my favorite place ever. I mean, I just went there recently. Like, I if we did not stop at south of the border, I was <laughs> mad. Like, we had to stop at south of the border. 
But like, I'm convinced that South of the Border was like in bed with Florida because it gave like kids something to like look forward to. Because the signs were always like the countdown. It was like, oh yeah, however, 100 miles, 90 miles, 80 miles. So you would just be like, oh, we're getting somewhere. And then you could actually like stop there and do a whole South of the Border thing before you got to get your ass back in the car because yeah. you still ain't got to Florida yet. Yeah, still. Yeah, we we're you just still have south a ways of- to go. <laughs> yeah, we're south of some border that is nowhere near Florida. We still have that is several hours. Not to drive. on the border. <laughs> no, like, no, not whatever. On the- um, I wonder if they still have that. But yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I, I just, um, I took some pictures there maybe a couple years ago. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so um, yeah, I um, I I need I need folks to send us um like some voice messages or some emails to let us know like some really great domestic travel destinations for well that you could take kids but also ones that you could just go on like girls trips or something because I know there's got to be places I'm just not hip to um you know that are good places to travel right here and like that's another thing because you know we all haven't seen you know our, you know, our friends, we've been with our family this whole time. And I know like you, like you definitely want a girl's trip. Like you have your, you've seen your kids 24 <laughs> hours a day for several days a week. And, you know, we want to get a, a girl's trip organized and like, but that might be hard, right? Like people with kids, like, you know, the kids also want to go on vacation. And so, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are. Like if we start planning girls trip, you know, are you going to bring your kids? Are you, do you think that like the, the girls who don't have kids are going to be like, no kids allowed because it's going to be my first time out. Like, I don't know. Are you think that's going to be weird? I mean, I don't know. Like I, I normally don't uh, care about kids as long as it's not impeding the party. Like if there is like, you know, a kid mm. who's just like mm. doing its own thing. I'm not going to do kid friendly things though on vacation. Mm-mm. I will say that. Like I'm not a big Disneyland person. Mm-mm. It's not my thing. Beach can be, be hard. No, I am not. Um, I don't bring, no, I don't know. I don't like those people. I'm not friends with those people. I don't bring my kids on vacations with my friends unless I'm like traveling with my friends who also have kids. And this is a trip that we have like organize that the kids are going and parents are going. I'm not sneaking my kids into like a girl's trip situation. They are completely different styles of, of vacationing. And, and I don't believe in, in overlapping. Like I just, no, thank you. Well, what do you think? So this is interesting. So this happened on like a a real housewives of Atlanta episode. So they were taking, uh, Cynthia, who was getting married uh, on a bachelorette trip to South Carolina. Again, road trips, because even reality TV, the luxury trips that we're used to have been relegated to road trips. Road and, trips. Lo- yeah. Yeah, road because trip. Here we are. Um, so they take her to South Carolina for this bachelorette party. And when they get there, they discover that Kenya has brought her nanny and her like like one-year-old baby girl. And everybody was like, and other, and there was two other, three other girls in the group who also had young kids of around the same age. And they were like, well, if we had known that this was a trip that we were going to bring kids, then like, why wouldn't you have told us? Um, 
And she, you know, she just sort of like brush it off. Like, well, you know, I, you know, she, I'm a single mom and like, I don't, you know, did all of this. And it's like, yeah, but you could also could have made that an option for us. You know, it was just interesting because also the type of trip it was like, they had a stripper bolo come. It wasn't oh, like, no. it was like, oh no, they were, it was a bachelorette party. So even though the baby was being, you know, taken care of by a nanny, you know, in a separate place, it still Mm -mm. just seemed like an odd trip to bring your kid. Mm -mm. And if you, Mm -mm. again, if you were, you would then just allow the other ladies, I would think, to just bring their kids so that they could be taken care of. Because, you know, I think that most people, if given the option, no, you're not you. You're like not given the option. I still not. Uh -uh. (laughs) Listen, I hate, I hate everything about that story um, because like, first of all, like you're not gonna have your kid on my girl's trip. Like I have a home girl who lives in, um, very close by and we both have kids and we love our kids and we're both single parents. And when her kids are with their dad, like for the weekend, she like barely even comes to see me. And I get it, like you are child free for the weekend. You don't wanna go hang out with somebody else's kids. You want to like be child free for the weekend. She loves my kids, but like, honestly, I would do the exact same thing. And if I'm child free and everybody's child free and we're on vacation and that one girl going to bring her baby, like, no, like that's just so unfair. And also, you know, she's going to like kind of be looking like if some, if the baby needs something, she's going to look at the other mom friends like, hey, like, can't, no, no. And I don't like, want to be censoring duty. myself. Yeah, I want to be dropping F-bombs and doing what I want to do. Like, I don't want to behave the way I behave when there's children around because it was supposed to be a girl's trip. So like, she's super trash for that. And second of all, like, I hate to break it to you guys, but like the first like year, year and a half, like sit down. I mean, I'm sorry. You don't just get to go outside and play with your friends like you normally did. You had a baby. You said you're going to have to skip the girl's trip that year. And like, you know, women are always so stressed out about like how their life is going to change and all of that. And like, it does change. It changes in a lot of really amazing ways. But yeah, sometimes you, you, you know, you're going to have to deal with a little bit of FOMO. I can't tell you how many weddings and like weekends that I missed out on, but like, I'm also like, I wouldn't take away like having children because I didn't get to go to that wedding. Uh, BT dubs, all the weddings I missed, all those people are divorced. It's fine. So like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but like, you don't, you don't do that to people. You don't. Uh, and a bachelorette, she knew better. That's like, mm-mm. I don't watch that show, but that's trash. I don't know who that is, but you don't do that. Um, if I plan a family trip with kids, it's like, my friend that lives upstate, she has kids around the same age. We're planning like a weekend where all the kids can play together. And you really want to do it like that. Like the more the merrier. Get a bunch of kids that are across different ages. The older ones kind of look out for the little ones. And then like the moms and the aunties get to still kind of chill and drink their wine and hang out. And the kids are almost like their own little community. You know what I mean? You want to like plan. There's a way to plan really fun trips that include kids and parents and you can do that but don't bring don't don't bring your kid on the girls trip you're you will you will yeah get i think it's all about the the non-surprise like yeah you can you can plan it it's like don't just yeah show up with your kid if i know mm-hmm. in advance that it's like a kid weekend then i can prepare for it and like i'm, I'm a, around even though i don't think if people are planning a kids trip i don't think i tend to get those invites even though 
me and the kids would have a great time. I think that people just assume that I'm going to be like, mm, no, but like I can have fun and like, you know, water guns and slip and slides. I, you look, I'm a big kid because I'm the auntie. So I still want to mm-hmm. participate on those as long as I yeah. you know, know in advance that that's and, what it is. And that's the thing. You just like, you can, of course, aunties are invited, but there is a full disclosure like there's going to be a, a, a bunch of kids like and then they can like make the choice if they want to go or not. It's like, you know, sometimes people want to go. It's there's good family fun to be had. But like you don't surprise people like that with a kid and everybody. It's a bachelorette. Nobody was expecting an infant to <laughs> no. be there. And like and like I told you in our first episode, like the, I, I the best thing about having your kids around is they love me so much that I have little waiters. They like to bring me <laughs> snacks and they like to bring me drinks. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, so we asked you guys what your summer vacation plans were for this year and how, if in any way, they are different from previous summers. And this is what you had to say. Hey, this is Alicia from BK, and this summer is going to be a pretty chill and laid-back one. I want to travel, but I'm still a little iffy with the COVID thing, so I'm going to do a lot of things um, here in Brooklyn and maybe within the tri-state area, but I haven't built up the courage yet to fly. Um, But I cannot wait to hop on a plane and put my feet in some nice, soft, white sands and some clear blue waters in 2022. Thanks, guys. We're renting a home in Savannah with all of my friends, and I don't think I would have ever done that pre-2020, but I've missed all of our friends so dearly that it actually sounds worth my time and energy, if that makes sense. Um, I love your podcast. Thanks so much. Bye. Hey, ladies. Love, love, love the podcast. This is Melissa calling in to talk about summer plans. So I was originally planning to try to get um, a house for the month of August with my girls. But recently, given all this time I had to think thoughts during the pandemic, I realized I'm not going hard enough. I'm not dreaming a big enough dream, and I'm out here working hard for this money with no kids. So, you know, I'm building generational wealth for who? My nephew? Nah, he good. So we're going to take this money and we're going to spend it. And instead of doing a month in, like, Connecticut or the Hamptons, and especially since I have to go back to work in September, we're going to do August in Greece. Maybe a little bit of Turkey, but Greece. And we're going to use some of this money, and we're going to spend it. Um, I got it. I spend it. So um, really proud of myself, really uh, for taking this step. Really nervous. Never made such a big commitment in terms of traveling by myself. I'm hoping some folks join me. But um, I'm committed to dreaming a bigger dream. So wish me luck. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love that. And I love vacations, but vacations are expensive. So I know that I definitely need some more change in my pocket. So what side hustle, Vanessa, do you have for us today? How to make that moolah? (laughs) All right. So I was thinking um, long and hard about side hustles this week. And I started thinking about this idea about, you know, a lot of businesses kind of didn't do well in the last year. A lot of businesses closed. Um, But there's some of these big businesses that are still doing well and thriving. And so I think I'm going to call this week's side hustle, if you can't beat them, join them. All right. So I'm going to tell you about three companies that are huge, that um, almost too big to fail, if you will. And ways that you can kind of like side hustle their hustle. So the first is, I'm going to start with the the first one, which is the the biggest, biggest one, um, which is Amazon. So we will not get into the philosophical debate about how they're crushing small businesses. This is just about how you can make a little money because they ain't going anywhere. So Um, They have part-time positions right now for stylists. So if you have great fashion sense, um, and especially if you've had any sort of um, like actual experience in fashion, they're looking for part-time stylists to help with this new section of their um, platform. Have you heard of Amazon Prime Wardrobe? Have you heard of this? I have I've seen the name but I don't know much about it. So Prime Wardrobe is clearly them trying to compete with um, Stitch Fix or like Trunk Club. So the concept here is you can get up to 3 to 8 pieces of clothing. So it's not every single thing on their website, but it's a lot of things. You can order three to eight items, they come to your house, try on whatever you want, send back what you don't want, keep what you do want. You have seven days to try it on, send it back. They don't charge you um, until after the, you know, after the seven days, whatever you keep is what they charge you for. And then you can send back what you don't want. So you get to try things on at home. I think they realized that this was a really big, um, like space they were missing out on, particularly during, uh, COVID because people weren't going to stores. So, yeah. you know, this was a way for you to shop and, you know, you don't have to leave your house. So now they're really trying to expand it and have where, you know, they're using like a full on CRM, um, you know, uh, customer model to have people actually start to know like, oh, well, Kiki kept those three items, you start to get a a sense for what your style is. Uh And then you can start making recommendations for other. Oh, she likes that, that white boy summer, uh, you know, tank. She might also like this other tank over here. So, um, so it would be someone using, um, this information in this database to help make clothing recommendations for people and sending them out stuff. So this is something that they're doing, which is a part-time job. You can go on Amazon jobs or whatever 
and um and you can look that up and you know they're open every day and it's something you can do at home is a work from home job so that's something um that you can do um another one which i will not go really much into that falls under amazon i'm only going to talk about it because a friend of mine closed her beauty salon and opened this business instead also um in 2020 i thought it was really interesting it's not a side hustle it's an actual job it's a full-time job but it is being an amazon delivery service partner and i was just shocked at the numbers. So they look for people who are usually previous business owners who have proven, you know, this isn't something for like, if you're just like right out of school, you've already managed a business, you've already shown that you know the ins and outs, accounting and, you know, and being able to lead a team, being able to hire, um, motivate people. So this is someone who's who's got real life business experience, Um, but you partner with them and you manage a fleet of of their vans and you have like 40 to 100 employees. So it's your own company, but it's like you're a third party vendor with them. Anyways, it's pretty crazy. They are looking for people to partner in every part of the US. You can go on, um, I think it's logistics.amazon.com and you can read all about it. But um, but the the revenue is pretty crazy. So they make anywhere from in revenue one million to four and a half million a year. But the wow. take home is like average like three hundred thousand dollars a year. But it's a real job. So yeah, I this mean, is you're not a side hustle. Yes, yeah, this, this is a real delivery. job. Yeah, a fleet of delivery. You know, they're opening up distribution centers all over the place. And so again, they're taking over. If you want to slide your way in to figure out how you can, you know, then that's an option for you. Um, All right. Next up is one of my favorites, Ikea. So weird fun fact, I grew up in Woodbridge, Virginia. And um, well, one of the places I grew up was Woodbridge, Virginia. And we were, there's a mall there called Potomac Mills. And they had the very first Ikea that was in the United States. I remember I was there opening weekend with my family. You remember? Yeah. It was a big deal. Yep. Yep. It was such a huge deal. And for many, many, many years, that was the only Ikea in all of the United States. And it was so close to my house, I could literally walk there. So I have grown up my whole life with Ikea, but not realizing that nobody else had it. But I grew up my whole life having it. And, you know, my mom bought a lot of like, you know, furniture items from there, especially for like kids rooms. But I am weirdly, it's a, it's such a dumb skill. I feel like this is the typing from last week. I know how to put together Ikea furniture, like a fucking pro. I'm so, so, so good at it. Do you remember when me and you put that wardrobe together? When you lived in, when you lived in Spanish Harlem, I came over and we pulled out the wine and we just got, we just got to going and we, we built a whole wardrobe in record time in a tiny studio apartment because we're just really good at that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Ikea is another company that did really well during um, the pandemic because people were like power nesting. People were like, if I'm going to be in the house all the time. I want my house to be like, like comfortable, like cozy. And so they made really good money last year. People were definitely sprucing and upgrading. Um, And there's tons of companies that, again, they piggyback off of this existing company. There's um, there's companies called Semi Handmade, Cabinet Face. I mean, these aren't companies for you to go work for a bill, but it's just to show that like these are kitchen remodeling companies that use IKEA's 
um, cabinet, like the guts of it. And then they, but instead of having the they slice it up. Yeah, they make it really, really fly because, you know, like Ikea does have all the really cool, like the way the drawers open and stuff. But sometimes the actual faces or the hardware, exactly, is super cheesy. And so these companies have built their whole business model around this, you know, other business model. So that's a super smart thing to do. And TaskRabbit Task Rabbit, you know Task Rabbit. Yeah. You can call people to come and do any. You can call someone to go stand in line for you at the sneaker store for the new release of something and pay them to just be like a la- a line stander. Um, but Task Rabbit has a whole relationship with IKEA. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, they ended up realizing they were doing it anyway so they just partnered with them so if you are good at assembling furniture um you can be a task rabbit and you you can specifically be a task rabbit that helps people put their ikea furniture together so that's like a random thing um if you're good at building stuff so um yeah anyways coming up with uh, ways to partner with Ikea. All right. And then the last company um, that, you know, can't beat them, join them is Airbnb. So, you know, we're talking about traveling. We're talking about vacationing and that hotels aren't really hotels anymore. What's the point if I don't have room service? I think people are also definitely opting for um, Airbnbs if if they can find them. Um, just because you're, you, it's a different experience. But there's tons of ways to make money piggybacking off of Airbnb. So I'm just going to list a few. Um, you can partner with hosts um, to do guided tours. So people coming to visit a new, um, like uh, my my, uh, I guess, what would you call her? She's like my niece. She lives downstairs. She just went to San Diego. And, you know, their host had all of these like options that you could upgrade to. So you need to, you know, reach out to the hosts or whatever, but you can offer guided tours. You can offer bike rentals. If you have bikes, you could have like, you know, you could do that. Um, you can offer to do like airport pickups and drop-offs for people coming in and out who are staying at Airbnb. Um, one of the things that like makes the most sense, obviously for me, is like chef services or event services. So I know last week you went to a birthday party in Palm Springs and you guys stayed at a hotel, but pretend you had stayed at like an Airbnb and it was a birthday party weekend. You could hire someone to come and like do the whole birthday party thing. Um, come, we probably set could have it done up, it in this particular yeah. location because they actually didn't have. You know, and I don't know if this is a COVID thing or always, but they didn't actually have a restaurant on site. So we actually brought our own food in. So it would have made sense to probably partner with somebody to do like all the cooking and preparing. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing too. Like when I hear people like, you know, say like, oh, I don't really like Airbnbs as much as I like staying at hotels because they always say the same things. They want to be able to order room service. They don't want to have to like make their own bed. They don't want to, you know, they want to be able to just like, 
do all of those things that hotels make it easy to do, not realizing that Airbnb, you can actually have those same services too. You have to upgrade, you have to add those. And those are provided by local people who live in the area who you can hire a chef that comes every morning and makes breakfast for you guys. You can hire event planners. You can hire cleaning service that comes every day and does make beds and does laundry or whatever. So those are ways that you can sort of piggyback off of um, of Airbnb cleaning services. Even um, someone who really, really knows the city well um, that you're traveling to that can make um, almost like a concierge that can make... Um, reservations at restaurants that can help you get tickets to things. Like if you were someone, like if someone was coming to New York, I would 100% be able to tell them where to eat, where, you know, help them get a reservation. We just had this great restaurant that got a Michelin star. I'm friends with the Mater D. You know, maybe I could get them a restaurant reservation. Um, we just open this little island um, in New York that everybody's trying to get to and you have to make timed reservations. So those are the kinds of things that, you know, if someone is really well-versed in their city, they can make extra money being almost like a concierge. So yeah. um, so that's it. This week is all about, uh, you know, can't beat them, join them. Use your own services to, uh, yeah, piggyback off somebody else who has the infrastructure already in place and just... <laughs> Make the yeah. money. I mean, look, why not? You're still making money for yourself. I love it. Um, well, coming back, I want to share with you a really crazy story that I think you'll enjoy. So the other day, um, I'm scrolling through TikTok and this girl pops up and she's telling a story. She's definitely like retelling it from somewhere. And I don't really know where she's retelling it from. And I'm thinking she's retelling it from this Reddit because I found the same Reddit thread that told this story and it was really insane. And um, I want to know your thoughts, obviously, because it's so crazy. So it's under a thread, uh, you know, in, in Reddit, they have a lot of um, acronyms. And so it's AITA. And so in Reddit world, AITA is, am I the asshole? <laughs> so <it was laughs> AITA for getting mad about my mom marrying my fiance's dad. So Whoa. basically, this story is about uh, this woman. She's a 24-year-old female her fiance is a 24-year-old male. They've been together since their sophomore year of college, so around five years. Now, her mom is a 50-year-old female, and she said for context that she had had an affair with a co-worker when, you know, the daughter was 16, and that's what led to their divorce. So she's been single ever since, you know. <laughs> just you know, for context. Just My for mama context. was a hoe. <laughs> so rude. So rude. <laughs> so, um... She has a really good relationship with her dad and the dad is remarried. So she has a good relationship with them. Um, and then her fiance, um, her, his mom had passed away like two years before. And so his dad had been single uh, for a couple of years. So her fiance proposed last year, but their wedding was delayed, of course, because of COVID. And their families had never met um, because his family lives in South Carolina. And then they're in North Carolina where they went to college so three months ago, they decided it was for time for their families to meet up, discuss the upcoming wedding and all of that. 
Um, and it said it, this went well, albeit there was some tension between her mom and her dad, like, you know, the ones who'd been divorced. So she says, then this morning, you know, they've met, whatever, everything's good. This morning, she says, out of the blue, my mom called me and announced that she had eloped. I was shocked as she had not been dating anyone to my knowledge. Upon questioning, upon questioning, it turns out she and my fiance's dad had been dating in secret since the meeting in January and had married in secret yesterday, making my fiance my stepbrother. She said, I thought about that I should now cancel my wedding because it would be inappropriate to marry my stepbrother. I was absolutely horrified. I shouted at my mom saying she just loves ruining my life, called her selfish for she cheated on my dad. Now she went and married my fiance's dad behind my back. Um, My mom then said, I was still young and I have a chance to meet someone new, but she's old and has to take every opportunity she's got. And that. The daughter was being an ungrateful B for not approving of her marriage. And then she accused the daughter of wanting her to die alone. Um, the daughter then, you know, goes on to the audience and she's like, I don't think I'm the asshole, but I just wanted to make sure because ultimately I don't want her to have to be alone, even though I think she did that to herself by hurting my dad. I think I should be allowed to marry my fiance as we first met. Um, I'm also 12 weeks pregnant with my fiance's kids. So that complicates matters more, but they haven't told anyone yet. And she was basically like, am I the asshole for being mad about my mom marrying my fiance's dad? Because she says, I can't marry my fiance anymore. Oh my God. I was not ready. I am still not ready. There is so much to unpack. Oh my God, that's crazy. Okay, okay, I don't even know where to start. First of all, (laughs) I will say that they know, they knew they were wrong because they eloped, right? Like the fact that they did it in secret tells me that they knew there was something not cool about it, okay? Like they... They they knew what was up. Yeah. Second of all, I just don't know how you do that to your kid. I understand feeling like I mean I'm not you know I'm not fifty or whatever, but like I can understand you know she's divorced and she's an older woman and she's probably worried that she won't find love again, so she met someone and had a connection, but. Also, like, you can't do that to your kid, man. You can't do that to your kid. Well, you definitely, here's the thing. You definitely can't say to your daughter that you can't marry your fiance that you've been with for five years. That That's absolutely wrong. I do understand, obviously, why they were dating in secret because, A, I mean, I think that I keep a lot of relationships in secret because, you know, you just have too many questions to answer when it's, like, too public, right? Um, but then getting married in secret is a whole other thing. Also, and why do they have to get married? Why do they have I to know. get married? I mean, what's you the know, ma- why why get married? Well, I mean, obviously they had a whirlwind affair and they must have fallen in love. Like, you know, you never know. You can't predict who you're gonna fall in love with, right? They met and then all of a sudden there was chemistry and there was a connection. So I get that. Here's the thing though. Okay, this feels obviously totally weird because your mom is married to your fiance's dad. But obviously there's like no actual familial connections there. It just is an awkward way to explain how you know each other. But here's the thing. (laughs) 
I don't, you know, this isn't something I do, but I would see it on TV. So I don't know if it's a real thing, but a lot of times sisters on TV would like meet brothers together and then they would date the brothers together. And I've definitely Mm -hmm. seen on reality shows where sisters have married the brothers. We don't think that that's weird. And I've always thought that was actually more weird, but it's not because, you know, it's just sisters dating brothers. But I mean, we don't look at that strangely oh no we have we have you you and i know the same person we have a very good friend who's um same two sisters married two brothers and it's why she looks so similar to her cousins because her cousins are like have almost the same like (laughs) gene pool because like it was two brothers and they both married two sisters and yeah i i guess i've never thought anything was thought it was kind of interesting because i'm like oh my god you guys look like you look like sisters and she's like oh that's because you know our parents and blah blah blah. um and i just you know i didn't think it was weird like in any kind of way but i just uh and and how and the girl was dating the guy for quite some time they were dating for five years so yeah that's like like, a long time the mom is clearly selfish because like you can't just say to your daughter like okay well i met this guy and we got married in three months and now you have to stop so like that's completely wrong on the mom's part she should have never done that like you she should have just said to her daughter like look i'm really attracted and i'm sure the daughter would have had no problem with it like it would have felt weird at first but like if her mom mm-hmm. had explained the story she'd be like look i want you to like be happy and obviously like if he makes you happy like do it you know it would only be weird if like it was sort of the opposite way like she had met this man after she divorced the husband and then the guy and her met as they were teenagers and then they started then that would have been a whole other thing you've been like no you Mm. can't date your stepbrother i know you didn't grow up together but like mm, that is weird but this way it's not strange um the mom is just i I think the mom is being selfish and um, she's super out of pocket she's real out of pocket did they live in the smallest town ever like she really thought this was her one and only chance at love again like really like you had this is you had to do this like Come on. I mean, it was North Carolina, South Carolina. I will say this. I mean, during COVID, I mean, if you were on dating apps at all, I am so <laughs> ready to be off dating apps because it did feel like the end of the world. It did feel like you were, I was like, if this is, if this is all I have to choose from, then I guess <laughs> that I'm like going to be happy as a single woman for the rest of my life because like what I'm finding on here is garbage. Um, <laughs> and then it was like, as I, even just this weekend, um, meeting seeing people again that weren't the same people I talked to every day oh it was so nice I felt like oh I can be attracted to people again I can flirt with people again it was like really nice and I remember I I do well in person you know my mo whenever I go anywhere it's Mm -hmm. like find the nearest dive bar and that becomes my home and then I just meet all the locals and we become friends and like that's how I've met like everyone I've like friend dated like usually so I think it was just a matter of like, this is like the first probably attractive guy she'd even been around. Yeah, but she like dated him in secret and then married him. And like, I mean, at this point, your daughter is is a grown up. She's like, you know, she's an adult woman. She's young. She's in her 20s, but she's an adult woman. And, you know, she should have given her the respect of telling her that she had, you know, fallen for him. She should have given her the, she didn't need to ask her daughter for like, I would say like permission, but she should have given her the respect of even just telling her about it and that things were progressing really quickly. I just think like, like 
the way she went about it, which kind of sounds like her steez, not not to judge, yeah. but I mean, she sounds like she just does whatever the hell she wants to do, and she really doesn't care how it affects other people. I mean, it's how come she's divorced once, and she may end up being divorced again. But um, and poor, you know, this widow. I feel bad for him. Like he's just fell for whatever she was putting down. Um, but yeah, I just, you don't, you don't make moves like that. And then to try to guilt trip the daughter, like she's not going to stay with the guy that she's been with for five years. You wouldn't even know this man if it wasn't for me. Like, stop it, lady. And like, I, no. I'm shocked that the, you know, the dad, you know, if, if the fiance, if his, you know, his wife had passed away, it would seem that him and the son had a pretty good relationship. I'm surprised he kept it from his son. So like they mm-hmm. were both in on mm-hmm. it which is like what like you were both mm-hmm. being like shady mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh i mean at least you eloped so they don't have to endure going through your wedding you will i don't know will you invite i guess they'll invite them to the wedding <laughs> you know i like to editorialize and just make up endings because who knows what's going to happen but here's what i think I think that um, this isn't going to go well. You know, this guy was a little bit, um, you know, sexmatized by this woman in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows how long it had been since he'd been in a relationship since his wife passed away. She could very well be the first woman who um, who dated him, you know, since he since he did pass, since his wife did pass away. You know, she sounds crazy. Um, guys love having sex with crazy girls. Crazy girls are usually really good in bed because they're crazy. And so I think that he's probably sexmatized and somehow she convinced him to elope with her. But shit's going to get real because the world is going to open up. There's a grandchild on the way who I'm sure he would love to have a relationship with. And that poor grandchild is going to be like a something they're going to dangle and be like, I don't know if I want my baby around you and your poor decision making. And it's all going to go kind of left and we're going to see how it goes. But in the end, I know that dad is going to want to have a relationship with his grandkid and his son and who knows what these guys are about. And after a while, he's not going to want that drama anymore. And I think this this lady, sure. she's going she's gonna to end up twice divorced. That's just my prediction. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's out. just my <laughs> It's just my two cents. I know. I hope. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to bookmark this Reddit thread and see if we get any uh, updates. Keep us posted. uh, Yeah, keep us posted. Oh my God. Well, um, so much fun. Um, I can't wait till next week. Also, you know, remember if you aren't following us on Clubhouse, go do that. You can follow me at the Talk of Shame. And Vanessa, where can they follow you at? I it's think it's at... just at Vanessa Contab. Okay. So follow us on Clubhouse. You know, we do like a little weekly sort of just like mini check-in just to like mm-hmm. gossip, sort of just an extended happy hour. Um, and of course, always follow us on our Instagrams. Um, same same ats at the Talk of Shame mm-hmm. at Vanessa Contav. And uh, of course, subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe, rate, and review Moms versus Aunts will be back next Monday. Thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in. Thanks to everybody who's been rating and reviewing and subscribing. We really appreciate it. Um, and we want to be able to keep this podcast going for as long as possible. So tell your friends and everybody. So we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye.
Moms vs. Aunts is brought to you by Cafe Mom. Our theme music is composed by Coney Island Music. We want to hear from you. To give us your comments, leave us a voicemail at 929-265-0277. And we might include them in the show. You can also reach us by email at momsvaunts at gmail.com. Remember to rate, review, and follow Moms vs. Aunts wherever you get your podcasts. And for more parenting stories, real talk, and entertainment news, go to cafemom.com.